when Ebenezer talks with Pastor Milton Bunting. We are grateful tonight here at Ebenezer Baptist Church to have another episode of When Ebenezer Talks. I am delighted to have Dr. James White with us, a esteemed friend of mine, member of the First Baptist Church Salisbury, under the pastor of Dr. Lewis Watson. And Dr. White, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, Reverend Button. Yes, sir. We are going to converse uh, for a few moments on this upcoming election and the impact that it will have on the middle class. Um, Mm-hmm. I want to open up, uh, Dr. White, just to get your insight or your views on both of the candidates, just the, the presidential candidates, uh, President Trump and the challenger, Joe Biden. What are your thoughts? Well, let's let's uh, start with the president. Um, here is a man that is supposed to be the leader of the free world. Um, he, it is reported through a number of sources that, um, he's probably told over 60,000 lies while in office. He came into office pledging to bring only the best people, yet a large number of those connected to him, those that he brought in with him, have, uh, resigned, left office are under investigation, been indicted, and or are already in jail. Some, like Michael Flynn, are still waiting um, to be sentenced. He is someone who, in my opinion, very early on I said this, uh, before the pundits started saying it, and uh, they are saying it today. Donald Trump never thought he would win the presidency. Exactly. If it was not for the help of Russia, he would not have won. Joe Biden is someone who has proven himself as a leader over the decades, for good or bad. He's someone who knows Washington. He's someone who knows the world. Uh, He's someone who has an empathetic spirit for the people. Mm -hmm. Donald Mm -hmm. Trump has no spirit for anyone other than himself and dead presidents. And that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, every dead president that's on a, on a dollar bill, on a, on a bill, uh, he, he has an intimate relationship mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Common Joe, he, he has no relationship with the man on the street. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know where to begin. I mean, he goes, um, he goes to Puerto Rico and he's tossing towels at people. Mm-hmm. Just recently, he was in Wisconsin talking about soup. Mm-hmm. That's not what the people need right now. He's, he's disconnected. He talks about Wall Street. He talks about the market all of the time. And a, a lot of people, kind of like me, who, you know, we're not in the market. Exactly. And the market mm-hmm. is not the economy. I cannot base my life. I cannot base spending my bills basically on the economy. Uh, or on the stock market because I'm not trading. I'm not out there doing that. I'm on the street. I'm pounding. I'm hopeful that my retirement funds will carry me for the next 70 years. So I want to be around that long. (laughs) And basically, you know, he said he was going to drain the swamp. And it's, it's, I guess it's, 
safe to suggest that he added to the swamp instead of draining the swamp. Well, I, I think he added to the swamp in a, in a number of ways. And when he came in connected with Steve Bannon, when he came in connected with Hannity and the Fox Entertainment Channel, mm-hmm. they're far from being a news channel. Um, he takes his marching orders from now. I mean, he, he looks at more TV and uh, listening to to what they are saying, uh, and they're just entertainers. He will come back with conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. How many presidents mm-hmm. in your lifetime do you know of who have ever repeated conspiracy theories? Exactly. Who've not taken the time to to reach out and to unite the country. Clearly, you know, we're talking about, or you hear him talking about now that Trump is inflaming everything. Well, I I say Trump is a walking can of gas and he is leaking. So anywhere he goes, anything he touches, and it has been his history. He didn't make his money the old fashioned way or and then in his circle, I guess he did. He made his old, he made his money because he inherited it. Mm -hmm. Got it? So he didn't work for it. I I had a gentleman I worked for once. I asked him uh, all of these jobs, James and son, Bunting and son, do you just give your son these businesses? And he said, oh, no, no, no. We sell it to them. Mm -hmm. And when you sell it to them, they have a vested interest in it. Well, Trump's father gave him money. He had no vested interest in anything. But if we had listened to the individuals in New York early on, I mean, it was plainly out there. He, he, he is not a man of the people. What he did, the position he took against the, the individuals in the Central Park Five uh-huh. incident uh, was, was deplorable. Till this day, he would not say that they are innocent. Mm-hmm. To this day, he mm-hmm. would not say that. He did not rent to, to black people in New York early on. In fact, he was sued to uh, because of what he was doing to African-Americans. So when he says make America great again, he's thinking going back to, uh, to the Andy Griffith show. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I was just thinking, because I do watch that show, I enjoy that show, uh, you hardly see black families on the exactly. show at all. You may see one black woman, one black child, yeah. one black man. Yeah. They're never together. They're not a family. And you do not see the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When, when I think of Trump saying, make America great again, and going back to that time, I think of that the, the TV series and, and, and more likely the movie. In the heat of the night. Uh-huh. That's what I think uh-huh. of when you talk uh-huh. about African Americans living in the bottom, yeah. which was the land that no one wanted. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And someone told me something just as a side, interestingly enough, um, when I left for college in 1977, that you find most historically black colleges and universities behind railroad tracks. Okay. And I'm like, what? Really? Well, I played baseball at UMES, and I had an opportunity to go to a number of campuses. UMES is behind 
a railroad track. Delaware State is behind a railroad track. Lincoln University, Florida A&M, North Carolina A&T, they are behind railroad tracks. And and I equate that back in the times at that that land that was not worth our trouble, so we gave it to them. Yeah. And that mentality continues today. Yeah. Do you do you think it's going to be hard to get our people to see the need to vote in the right way in order to get Trump out of office? Yes. Um, we're, we're talking about asking a people to do something in mass numbers that they're not used to doing. In fact, they haven't done it since electing Barack Obama. That's why we lost the Senate, um, because that Obama coalition, I don't know if it fell apart or if it went back to sleep. Because of whatever, it could be the influence of Russia um, and everything that was out there on Hillary Mm -hmm. at the time, Mm -hmm. Blacks did not come out to vote. And I I was just listening to something earlier on MSNBC, and it talked about it was actually the Black vote that took Barack Obama over. Mm -hmm. And, And I would say the vote of white women. Mm-hmm. Now, what what we have to do as a people, we have to understand the power of the vote and stop saying they're going to put in whoever they want anyway. Yeah, could you hear? I hear that. I hear that all the time. I hear that from even yeah. my own, some people in my family will say that, that it's rigged oh. and it's just, they're going to put in who they want. It's, it's been rigged from day one and things of that nature. And that and that can't happen if we vote in numbers. I do believe that was taking place years ago, but we now have the ability to vote, and we should do that, be it mail-in or, or standing in line. We have to be committed to something or we will continue to fall for anything. Yeah. Now, now, the mail-in vote, a lot of people have been talking about if I mail my vote in today and it goes to wherever, who keeps an eye on that so nobody does not tamper, uh, destroy, or whatever the case may be? How does that? Well, when when you put it in the mail, of course, it becomes federal property. Mm-hmm. It is a federal offense to tamper with the mail. However, you're talking about the chain of custody. And I'm telling people now, uh, because we have history, if you are going to vote by mail, do not, under any circumstances, allow anyone to come to your home to collect your ballot. Once you do that, you totally lose the chain of custody. Um, we saw that in Georgia with Stacey Abrams. Someone was going picking up ballots. The ballots never made it. Uh, to to the voter center. You need to put it in the mail yourself, or even if you had to vote by mail, take it or take it back to your church. Let your church do the drive. Someone that you totally trust. Mm-hmm. We do we do great as a people 
in registering individuals to vote. Then I think we drop the ball on some cases because registering individuals is part one. Part two is getting them out to vote. Mm -hmm. That means we need to do what we need to do. It means we need to make a sacrifice if need be to take the day off to transport individuals to the poll. As individuals who have registered, we have to understand that we now have to complete the process by going to vote. Exactly. I, I, I am really reminded, and I tell this story a lot, I registered to vote when I was 18 years old. Walking home from school, a friend of mine, um, he said, you're 18, right? I said, yeah, he said, let's go register to vote. We registered to vote that day. It was seven years later before I voted. Wow. Why? Over the years, I understood because I didn't know the process of voting. And then we, we used those old machines where you had to push and turn levers and, and all of that stuff. And as director of student activities, one of the things that I tried to do in running the student government election was I brought the county voting machines to the campus and I loaded the student elections on that voting machine to give them the opportunity to practice their civic responsibility mm -hmm. as college students so they could go out and continue to do mm -hmm. it. Because that was part of my responsibility of teaching and educating outside of the classroom. We need to be able to do that in our churches and our social uh, fraternities and, and, and our social organizations. At one time, you could bring the polling equipment to, to your church. Mm -hmm. You could bring mm -hmm. it to your fellowship hall. You could bring it to your fire stations just to let individuals have some idea of the process so that they're not afraid of the equipment. Uh -huh. And, and I would dare say that we still have a number of individuals in some of the rural areas who can't read. Exactly. That's very true. They, they can't read. Uh, I, I saw this experience many, many years ago when an individual was offered a promotion. He was, the individual was top notch in the job that they did, but the promotion to a supervisor would have required them to do some reading and some teaching. And, and I asked the individual who was doing the promoting at the time, have you considered that he may not read that well? Mm -hmm. He did not accept the promotion. And we take things from granted because we have been blessed. Yeah. And I think we've all been blessed in our individual ways. So we now have to take our blessings, our talents, and our skills and stretch those, stretch them out, touch other people and bring them in. We need to bring them into the house. We need to bring them into the nest. We need to bring them into the church. We need to bring them into the election process to understand what we're voting for. I, I, I talk to my kids and, and they're telling me, one of my sons, well, I don't know the issues. If you would sit down and take the time, you would learn the issues. Exactly. Let me tell you the issues. What is the difference between a Democrat and a Republican? Why did Blacks used to vote the Republican Party uh, pre-Abraham Lincoln? And what caused the change? Exactly. We, we don't teach those things. Mm -hmm. um, 
we don't teach that. We don't teach what splitting the vote means. Every one of my children, when they became 18, their first birthday gift was a trip to voter registration. Mm-hmm. Every one of them are registered to vote. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, then you have, you have to deal with the, the Kanye West situation. And, and as, as crazy as it may be for men like us to even have a conversation about him running for president, we have so many of our people who feel like if I support him, it will help get rid of Trump when they don't understand it's the exact opposite of that. It, it is the exact opposite. Any vote that goes away from Joe Biden helps Trump. Um, and we, we have to understand that. This is a time, you know, people used to go in and, and vote straight levers. You pull one lever and vote all Democratic. Um, you know, there's good and bad on both sides. And we always hear that this is the most important election in our lifetime. We say that year after year exactly. after year, and, and mm-hmm. we've said it so much that I'm sick of hearing yeah. it. However, this year, it's a fact. Yes, sir. We have a president who's in office. He did not win the popular vote. He had outside assistance by Russia, and he's doing the same thing now. I understand he just, he was in North Carolina, I believe, somewhere he, he is right now. He is telling those individuals to test the system by voting twice. Really? By vote by mail and then go to the polls and vote. Uh, he is setting it up for a battle. He, he is setting it up for a constitutional battle uh, as to whether or not the election is fixed, if something was fraudulent. But you have to ask yourself, if you are so concerned about the election being fraudulent, something not going right, why are you not putting money in to shore up the election? Why are you not pushing the investigations to shut down those who are tampering with elections? We could very well wake up November the 4th and still not know who the president is. It could very well go into, and you may be more aware of this than I am, it could go into several days of, like you said, constitutional battle, lawyers battling left and right, the courts, the judicial system having to intervene in order just to determine who is the victor. This this election is going to make the Gore challenge look like one day off from school. Exactly. I, I'm talking weeks. We may not know until Christmas, possibly, who the winner is. Uh, and, and it's ironic because all of the pundits talk about mail-in voting has been the lifeblood for the Republican Party. However, now you know how this COVID is affecting mm-hmm the working class. So it's the working class who's sitting at home. So what you want to do is put everything in their path to keep them from voting. Okay, so you're not going to come up with a poll tax. 
We can't do that anymore. We're not going to say if you can't read, you can't vote. We're not going to say if you don't own a Cadillac, you can't well, you vote. You can't, can't have what any jelly beans in a jar and all that. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, what we're doing now is saying we're going to get it another way. We're going to pull machines out of the post office. And during this COVID, if a postal worker does not feel safe enough to come to work, we are not going to fill those positions. We're going to limit, reduce, and take away overtime. So that in itself is going to artificially slow the mail down. And if that slows the mail down, states who say the ballots have to be in by a certain time, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing people who, they just, uh, one of the news organizations just did a, uh, an experiment. They mailed out mail, and it's been two weeks, and they haven't received it yet. Wow. Wow. You know, we're in a terrible state of affairs, and when you consider how the Senate, senators and House of Representatives, Republicans have supported him, knowing how ignorant, for a lack of a better (laughs) word, they have still thrust their support behind him it makes you wonder the mentality of them. Well, it's it's a plan. If you look at all of those Republicans who were on the stage with Trump when they were all candidates, Marco Rubio, um, all of those guys came out and spoke against Trump with fire and brimstone. You would think that that they couldn't stand him. Trump called. Um, he talked about the wives of some of of the GOP uh, opponents. He even linked one to the assassination uh, of Kennedy, his father, to the assassination of Kennedy. They spoke out totally against him, but now they've embraced yeah. him. Yeah. Why? Because. They understand something that the Democrats really never pushed, although they knew this, it's about judges. Mm -hmm. It's about appointing judges that serve for life for the most part. And you're talking about probably 30 to 45 years, these individuals will sit on the bench Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. they are. Are, are changed out. These are lifetime appointments. So, and, and I like this because we talk about it. It gets down to remembering the common law golden rule. And the common law golden rule is he who has the gold makes the rules. But when you own the judges, when you own the court, you can swing things in your favor. Look at what Barr is doing. Yeah. Barr has broken so many laws. Barr is not the people's lawyer. Barr is the personal lawyer of Donald J. Exactly. Trump. Exactly. 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 And this is what we are living. This is what we are living through. I'm going to ask you a question, and, it, and, it, and, and I know it may cause a great deal of conflict controversy. Do you think if Obama had never won, do you think Trump would have still won the presidency? 
You know, that is a real good question because Trump um, has no qualms about telling people that he was elected because Obama was elected. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I would say Trump would have, wouldn't probably not have run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think there were a series of things that, that came into, to practice that came into play that pushed his ego. And again, I maintained from day one, Trump never thought he was going to win. Yeah. Trump wanted to be a player in the big game, which is what he's wanted to do his entire life. And, and he's been marginalized because he does not have the money that he's been telling people he has. Yeah. Michael Cohen has said that now uh, very loudly. His sister is saying that. His niece is saying that. Everything Trump has touched has failed. His college, his food, um, his hotels, his, his casinos, all of it has failed. You're going to put a businessman with a failing record, eight or nine bankruptcies in charge of the federal government who's telling you he's going to drain the swamp. Yeah. And yeah. now everyone who was in, involved with his inauguration is facing possible indictment. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to think about it. And what I've been trying to tell people here locally, when you consider him getting reelected and what he's already proposing about cutting social security and various things that are helping, you know, I have an 86 year old mother. She'll be 87 in two weeks. You know, if she lives another 15 years, well, if he cuts out Social Security, our elderly are going to be in trouble. Oh, yes. And those who are coming up behind them in your generation and then my generation behind, you know, if you haven't saved and invested, that first, that third of the month check may not come. No. And, and what he's doing right now with the payroll tax is going to have an effect on Social Security. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand that. If, if he forgives or does not collect payroll taxes through the end of the year, it will have an impact on Social Security and shorten the life of Social Security. You have to look at some of the things that he has done, which is, which is it, it really gets me um, he says he's a Christian. Uh, I don't even think he can spell the word. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. to be his age, to say one Corinthians is, is that that tells you something right there. Um, he's not at home in the church or around church people. So why are church people believing so much in him? Yeah. You look yeah. at the evangelicals and you talk about the Southern Baptists. And that's where you have to study how the Baptists broke up to become the Southern Baptists and the Baptists. Yeah. That yeah. has to do with slavery. A lot of individuals don't understand that. that that's what happened. So it is greater, if you have the love of God, if you have the spirit of God, you have the love for everybody because you believe in one seed, one blood. Yeah. If you believe that, why would you disrespect your brother, 
your sisters because of the you of their skin. Exactly. God, when, when, when man tried to build a tower to reach heaven and God confused their language, that was on purpose. Yeah. That was that was on purpose. We're still one blood from one seed serving one true God. That's true. So how do you not like your brother who you see but love Jesus, love God who you've never seen? Mm-hmm. Next question is, and I'm throwing these questions out early to get them out of the way which is just as heavy as the first. (laughs) Kamala Harris, black female, educated, running for vice president with a presidential nominee in his mid to late 70s. A lot of men, black men, that we both know, have that old mentality of you're not, a woman is not going to boss me. Or leave me. Yeah. Yep. Dealing with the subject of the middle class, how do we address the mindset of our brothers, knowing what's at stake? I mean, what Saturday morning coffee, prayer breakfast conversation do we need to be having in the next sixty days or fifty nine days? What do we need to do? Because you know just as well as I do, you and I can name 10 men right now that we know by oh, yeah. name that have said that or would say it. Oh, yeah. That that would not, could not work for a woman. Exactly. You're, you're right. I always had Kamala as my number one mm-hmm. um, for Biden and Rice as my number two. Mm-hmm. And I had Rice as my number two because of her proximity to Joe Biden and Barack Obama mm-hmm. uh, as to, to the reason why she would not get it, because many would think it would be a repeat of the Biden-Obama years. Mm-hmm. I like Kamala. She's a tough, smart individual. Mm-hmm. But I think the women actually are going to have to be the ones exactly. to push this issue. Exactly. If, you, if, if men would sit back and, and, and think for a while, women have been our everything. They birthed us, they fed us, they clothed us, they educated us. Nine times out of 10, it was the woman who introduced the man as a child to church. And to So... We, we need to understand that, that nurturing role. And we are, are, are one of the only development countries that has yet to have a woman in that, in that position. I, I had someone tell me when I came back, I'm, I'm originally from Salisbury. I spent 10, 11 years in Philadelphia getting my secondary education. I came back home first chance that I could, I had an older black man tell me, you are the greatest threat to the white man on the Eastern shore. I said, why? He said, because you speak well, Mm -hmm. you dress Mm -hmm. well, and you're getting an education. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be true. 
if I am dressed up and I'm in a store, Boscoff's, a white individual may walk up to me and say, uh, sir, can you tell me where I can find this, that, and the other thing? And I'll say something like, well, ma'am, uh, I'm, I'm looking for that myself. I don't work mm-hmm. here. They seem offended. Mm-hmm. They seem totally embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't dress up. I can't speak. The only time well. we dress up is when we're going to a funeral or the court. Yes. And, and even black people have told me, well, you sound like a white yep. person. Do you not know that the greatest library known to man was in Egypt? Mm-hmm. Ask, ask an individual today, these young kids, where is Egypt? In the Middle East. Ah, time out. Egypt is in Africa. Exactly. Understand it. And, and I teach a series every now and again when, when I'm asked about blacks in the Bible. I love how Joseph was told to pick up his child and to go into Egypt. The king said, kill all the babies, all of the male babies. Clearly, if you read the Bible, the, in the biblical days, people knew red from green, blue, white, and black. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you had marbles, you know, back in the day we played marbles. You had mm-hmm. your favorite black marble. Would you hide your black marble with your white marbles? Wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. Why? Because you could easily find mm-hmm. it. So would you hide a white baby Jesus in a black land. Mm. You would hide that baby where he would blend in, where he would fit in. And and, and that's, that's a whole nother story. But what we have to do as a people is understand the politics and understand what's at stake. And the thing is at stake for us now is those other judges that are still sitting out there pending. And if you remember this time and Barack Obama's second term, they didn't want him to make any judicial He made it known. Not, not one I think it was either Mitch McConnell or someone else that, that blatantly said on national television, we are not going to approve or bring in any nominations from President Obama until the next presidency. How, it, it was not get any more racist than that. No, and and that's why. And Mitch right now is is in a, a fight um, of his life to retain his position in the Senate because he's tied. And I frankly hope he loses. Yeah. Um, it's it's time for him to go. But if the Democrats get both the House and the Senate, they are going to have to do a much better job than when they had it that short period of time with Obama. Mm -hmm. My opinion, they did not do well because even some white members of the Democratic Party thought that the Obama presidency was somewhat of a fluke and would not last. They did not think it would last beyond the first term, so they hedged their bet. Two years down the road, they lost the the, the Senate. Mm -hmm. Mm So they, they lost all the power. Um, and, and under Trump, there's no such thing as compromise. Yeah. 
stalemates, the roadblocks, uh, the stoppage has has just gotten bigger. And right now, there there's a um, there are some who who are thinking that uh, Washington will shut down again, and in, in about the next forty days. Wow. So as we shift gears towards the end, in your opinion, and you've been around and you've you're well versed and well trained, well learned. Let's just say, for argument standpoint, Trump gets reelected. What do you see as the fate of the middle class? Well, I, I think even the rule of law, democracy as we know it, will go out of the window. What is this love that Trump has with Putin? Mm-hmm. Putin can put bounties out on U.S. troops. We're going to kill him. You have talked to this man 15 times in the last 30 days, and you've not said one thing to him about it. Mm-hmm. Everything we, we understand about democracy, about fair play, is going out the window. Mm-hmm. Trump wants to be king. Yeah. God gave man king once. It didn't work out well. Mm-hmm. Trump is trying to be that king. He, he's trying to hold on to something that is not, he's not going to have. So it's, it's that important that we get him out of there. And let me go back a minute because you, you, you talked about Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh-huh. Let me go on record to say this. I think, I don't think Joe will do a second term. I don't either. If he finishes four years in the first I don't either. So we need to be ready for a second black president. Mm -hmm. Now, it's bad enough that you had one. To have two, and it goes back to the gender thing, to have a woman, a black woman in charge, a woman who has the faculties, the academic background, skills, and training that she has, they don't want that. They do not want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we man up, if we man up, if we if we come out like baby's kids yeah. and vote, yeah. it will be no question. Because my argument is this is bigger than gender. When you see how the current administration has treated the nation at large, how blacks are being treated. When you see certain things that our families, such as Social Security, have been accustomed to, everybody that's on Social Security is not using it the wrong way. There are some elderly persons that depend on that $333.72 a month, which don't really take care of anything, but they're depending on that. When you see him blatantly show no concern, no compassion. You go to Wisconsin and you meet with law enforcement, but you do not meet with the family of a person that was shot seven times who is now paralyzed from the waist down. You have no sympathy, no compassion. George Bush, the father, had more compassion than Donald Trump. Well, not only did he not meet with the parents 
uh, of Blake, he didn't meet with any civic leaders. The pastors uh, of Blake's mother was there, but the reports are he didn't allow them to speak. They could not speak to the subject matter that they would have talked about, that they would have spoken on. He did not do that. And we're talking about Social Security. Let us not forget one of the biggest cripplers to African-Americans. That's health care. Exactly. We haven't even we haven't even touched on that this evening. No. And 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 that's why we are dying from COVID more than anyone else. Look at a lot of our areas where there's no fresh fruit. In a lot of our um, urban areas, you can't get to the store without traveling maybe 15 miles, or you go to these little neighborhood stores that are not owned by us, mm-hmm. and, and they don't have a lot of fresh fruit, and you're paying probably 15 cents more on the dollar for everything that you're buying. Exactly. Um, so you're not getting fresh fruit. You're not getting good food. Your health is going to go down. Michelle Obama tried to raise tried to raise the nutritional value of meals in school, only for this administration to come back behind it and say, "Oh no 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 no." Mm-hmm. Our, our health care is paramount. It is linked to a whole lot. If you're going to link being healthy and COVID to going back to work, why can't we link health care to a community? about sustaining an economy. And let's not forget, not only the health care, not only Social Security, but our infrastructure. I don't know about the roads in Salisbury, but we've got some terrible potholes down here in Virginia. (laughs) And bridges that have been around long, and I'm 44, long before I was born, and I haven't seen anybody doing any inspections, any work, any digging up, rebuilding, repaving in, in the 44 years that I've been alive. So, well, I, I think that's when the Democrats blew um, with Obama, and they really didn't blow it uh, because Mitch blocked it. When you're talking about infrastructure, if you go back, I, 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 don't, I think it was Eisenhower who did the CCC, um, and a lot of that was infrastructure. That's how you have the Appalachian Trail and all of that stuff. A lot of the railroads and, and, and bridges and things that you have now, that is one surefire way to put America back to work exactly. for at least at least a 25-year period. Exactly. Um, manufacturing steel, uh, being able, you know, the coal mine jobs are not going to come yeah. back. Trump ran on that. In fact, they lost some jobs. The folks in Pennsylvania and Scranton, that that steel um, coal mining area, that's that's done. Fracking is still going to be around for a while, but we have to look at more natural, sustainable sources of energy. Mm-hmm. Solar energy. Yes. Yeah. Solar energy. Well, Dr. White, I want to thank you. We could go on and on. I, I hope that everyone that is watching and that is going to listen to this later on um, will take heed to what has been discussed 
And we've got to do more than just register to vote, but we've got to register and then go and vote. Mail that ballot in, bring it to your pastor, bring it to your diggins, your trustees. Um, make sure someone responsible and trustworthy takes that ballot, yes. fills it, gets the envelope filled out correctly and puts it in the mail for you so it's properly done if you have to mail it in. And, and I would say make sure that every individual who's in your household is on the census. That's important to us in our communities. And make sure every individual in your household that's 18 or over is registered to vote. Don't ask them to go vote. Make it a family affair. If we can go to picnics together, we can go to funerals together, let us go vote together. I, I counted it joy when I took my kids to vote with me. That was a legacy. That's something that you can talk about. That's something that you can make a day activity out of. Let's go vote. Let's go get something to yeah. eat. Let's go vote. Let's go fishing. Let's go vote. Let's have some family time together to talk about what we did. Yeah. I can remember when, when Barack Obama won, we cried in my house. Mm -hmm. Popped a bottle of champagne and we cried. Mm -hmm. Because that was something my mother said she never thought she would see in her my life. My mother said the same thing, that she never thought she'd see a black man. And now what no. they're saying is they never thought they were going to see a black woman be this close to the presidency. Was it, yes. uh, Shirley Chisholm? Yes. Yes. She was the first black woman to run. She was running before Jesse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. White, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And hopefully we can come back together again. Maybe let's come back after the election and do part two of this. That sounds good. I'd like All right. that. Take care. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you. When Ebenezer Talks with Pastor Milton Bunting.